Financial advice with FOH Financial Limited. Tried, trusted and experienced advice. See foh.ie. FOH Financial Limited is regulated by the Central Bank of Ireland. And Francis O'Hanlon is with me in studio. Good morning to you, Francis. Hi, Fran. Happy Halloween. And yeah, all, same to you. All of that. Are you a <laughs> Halloween person? Uh, no, I'm not. You look, it's, <laughs> no, <I'm> you know, <laughs> kind of a bunch to do about nothing. Or look, it's nice to see the kids. And I, I naively, I was looking at monkey nuts and apples and saying, oh, we'll get these for trick or treat. Uh, no, <laughs> and my, not anymore. My and were laughing at me saying, uh, no, they don't want those. <laughs> <laughs> something something more substantial yeah. and more expensive, I would Absolutely, imagine, as well. Yeah. Uh, today, I think we're going to feature a lot of questions uh, that have been coming into us, Francis. That's that's fair to say, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and uh, so a lot of social welfare type. Uh, Absolutely. Do, do you want to put in your usual... Yeah, look, I'm going to say this. I am not an expert in social welfare, but I'm, I'm quickly becoming one <laughs> <laughs> as I'm looking at these. But look, I have no problem commenting on these because obviously sometimes they crisscross into the area of pensions, yeah. be it state pension or whatever it be. So a lot of these are kind of related to that, but some are not so. But where I can't answer it, I'm going to say, look, I sure. don't know. But, you know, don't forget, Department of Social Welfare are quite helpful in TRIO. They'll, they'll help you with these. But look, let's let's do what we can for people, I think, Fran, well, as we normally of course, try. Of course, let's have a look. The first one is, can you get half-rate carers on invalidity pensions. So this was a simple one. Yes is the short answer but I suppose always check. Uh, remember the reason that you're you know you got the invalidity pension in uh, the first place. So I would say again this is one worth checking out. So just to, to, to underpin this and, and underline it you can get half rate cares allowance with the following social welfare payments. And I went in to check this and it said invalidity pension and invalidity pension increase for a qualified adult. Um, but maybe it might be easier for me to outline the payments where you cannot get half yes, yes. carers. Yeah. So you cannot get half rate carers allowance with the following social welfare payments, basic supplementary allowance, job seekers, benefit for people who retire at 65, job seekers allowance, working family payment, back to education, carers benefit or job seekers transitional payment. But you can get half rate carers allowance um, with the invalidity pension. But I pre- presume if the condition that you have that got you the invalidity pension That's in the first place... That's what I'm kind of saying here. Yeah, it would depend on whether or not that would impede exactly. you being a proper carer. So that's why I was saying you need to remember the reason that you got the invalidity pension. Like if, you know, and again, you know, majority people are completely above board and want, you know, are yes, just looking course. for what they're entitled to. But you need to remember why you got the invalidity pension in the first place because again the reasons you have there's certain criteria in relation to carers allowance that you have to qualify for and one of those would be i suppose to be reasonably fit to look after the person that you're caring for so just just have a think about that. Right, okay. Right. Uh, the second question then I worked in England for 15 years and I see that I'm entitled to, to a part UK pension. It's not a lot of money. I've not worked here for 30 years, uh, been at home with the kids, um haven't left the home. The question is would I get some pension here 
Uh, also, to my husband who is working, and that's in from Sandra uh, today. There's quite a, quite a bit in that. Yeah, and I suppose, I suppose, hi Sandra. The the answer is again possibly, but it depends on many things. So it might be that your husband might qualify for, or rather, you might qualify for a means-tested adult dependent allowance when your husband re- eventually reaches the state pension age. But that will take into consideration any other income, possibly such as your U- small UK pension, investments in your name, etc. Um, so it might be that you could avail or apply for the adult dependent allowance on the back of your husband's state pension. Or maybe you're entitled to the non-contributory pension again, means-tested, um, you know, what that you can look at when you get to state pension age. Or it may be that you're entitled to a contributory state pension, OK? Mm. Because it might be, just reading into what you've said here, it might have been that you're entitled to certain benefits or stamp or credit for the years that you were at home with your children. So we've mentioned this before. Mm. So this will be picked up automatically by the Department um, of so of social welfare, I suppose the pension section, when they're assessing what you're entitled to, because they'll know the years that they paid out child benefit to you. So it may well be that you're entitled to that. So that falls in under the home caring period that we mentioned before. I think that came into play in around 1994. So um, normally it's for a maximum of 20 years. Okay, Mm. Um, and it's normally if we're talking about children, it's when, say, for example, your youngest child was born in 1994 and your eldest child was born in 2000, then it might be that you can claim for the first 12 years for the youngest, but also for a maximum of 12 years for the other child. But again, to a maximum of 20 years. Right. Again, the the web or the bog that is social welfare but there may be some credits there I suppose other considerations um, for this individual I don't know if the whole buyback of the UK stamp is going to work um, by virtue of the fact that she's been at home um, for that period, that's something she's going to have to look into in her mm. own steam. But um, the the pro rata EU pension, if you've worked in Ireland uh, and also in one or more EU states, your social insurance contributions from each EU state will be added to your I- Irish PRSI contributions to help you qualify for a social welfare payment such as the state pension. That might help her. So it might be mm. eventually with a combination of some home care while she was looking after her children and also the uh, EU or the, sorry, her UK stamp, she may be entitled to the state, <coughs> excuse me, to the state pension. Right. Um, we're, we're not sure as well, and I know that you're, you're, you're wondering about this too, whether she worked before she went to Yeah, to, absolutely. To well. And, and yeah. again... I, I don't know if, yeah. because why that's important is, is the date of entry into the system, yes. okay. into the Irish system. Right. Um, and sometimes when you're looking at the averaging, that can catch people, okay? Mm. So um, that, that I suppose, what I'm trying to say here is there may be entitlement under the years where she was looking after children. She also needs to look at the UK pension uh, contributions Mm. and it may well be that eventually her Irish state pension is based on a combination of both of those things. And Francis, who would sort of, like, that's a very complex web. Who 
would sort of look through. Is it somebody like yourself? No, no. I would say that this is really, first of all, she needs to be aware of what she has. Okay, mm. I would say also do your own research because sometimes you can just end up in front of the wrong doctor, shall we say, mm. um, when you're you're heading into a department. But I mean, in in my experience, the the PSI records team are very very good and they're very swift and they deal with things very mm. uh, quickly. So I would say go into your own intro office and if it's thing that you have a difficulty, speak to your local TD or, mm. or county councillor. And um, they may be able to help you as well. Citizens Advice, yes. another great outlet for people to, to check. That's for sure, yeah. Uh, another one for you, Francis. Uh, I'm a pensioner in... Uh, I'm a pensioner in his 70. Yeah. Uh, my daughter, who has uh, three school-going children, uh, I does uh, doing all of my shopping and washing and cleaning as my mobility is not great at times. Would she be able to claim carer's allowance for me? She's not on any other allowance. And if so, how do you go about it? So that's a pensioner in his 70s, I suppose. So again, I would say possibly. Sounds like to me that she should try anyway. You know, why not? She's looking after her elderly father who has disability um, issues or mobility issues. And he's very dependent on his daughter Mm. by the sounds of it. So I would say yes. But, you know, just remember... The CARES allowance is, means, is a means-tested payment and the main sources of income included are uh, cash income, capital income from savings. Um, so I would say um, if you were married in a civil partnership or cohabiting, this is for the carer now, the applicant. Mm, yes. The first 750 of your combined total weekly income is not taken into account when you're looking at the CARES allowance. And by the way, the carer... Um, the carers allowance to apply for it, you must be over eighteen and pass a means test, and that's where I'm coming in, where I was getting into mm. savings and that there. So you must be able to provide full t- time care to a person who is not uh, living in a hospital or a convalescent home. Um, you can't be employed or self-employed. Um, but you for more than 18 and a half hours a week. So there is some flexibility there. So the person you're caring for must be age 16 or over um, and so incapacitated as to require full-time care and attention or under 16 and qualify for domicile, where you'd qualify for the domiciliary care allowance. So apply how and where. There's a care report that you need to complete, okay? Mm. Um, again, I would say go to your either, you know, some people use their own local TD or yeah, um, yeah. county councillor or whatever it be. But again, you could go into citizens advice if you don't want to go directly into the Department of Social Protection. But I, I would say go and speak to them. It would sound to me, again, I'm not the one t- making the judgment here. Mm, of course, I, yes. I, You know, for everyone that's looking after everyone, it's a good job that I'm not adjudicating because <laughs> I would say people are looking after people. But there's a very strict process around this. There, there, there is indeed. I'm just, I just see that the daughter has three children. Is, it, is children's allowance taken into um, consideration where means testing is concerned? That, Fran, I think don't think it is. Sorry yeah. now, and I'll have to double check that. No, I, I should have warned you about yeah, that, but no. it just occurred and to me and there. Do you know what? Again, as you can see with an awful lot of these questions, some they vary. So some uh, particular things where you're applying, it doesn't apply. Hmm. But then on the other hand, if you were going for this particular um, allowance, it does apply. Oh, yeah. So... 
that's again the yeah, complex web we weave and all of that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, another question for you, Francis. Good morning. Will you ask Francis about the decision made for carers' pension contributions, considered only if you cared for somebody for twenty years or more? It seems unfair to all those that care or cared for loved ones under that time frame and uh, lose pension contributions. Yeah. yeah um, so I again, this is something that's coming in from January of twenty four where carers, and I think this is maybe what this person um, is is alluding to, basically, January 24 on, carers must have 20 years minimum, okay, uh, which they can, which can be then used towards the state pension only. So that's really important. Um, and you can only use the credits when you have 20 years. Wow. So... You know, for people <clears throat> that maybe had, um, you know, less than that, I, where does that leave them? I, yeah, I, I don't mean, if know. You had 19 years. Yeah, you know, I mean, if we go back to the credits and the homemakers scheme, you know, that I mentioned to the, there earlier in relation to somebody who has children at home, then surely something is still going to be done under that scheme in relation to people that are looking after children at home, people that were caring for somebody else for less than the 20 years, possibly. And again, Brian, I think this is something that's going to flesh out as we go forward. Yes. But based on what I've read, from January 24 on, carers must have 20 years minimum, which can be used towards the state pension only. OK, and they can only use those credits when they have 20 years. Seems, seems some, unfair to me. Something we'll be revisiting, yeah, seems, I, I seems, suspect. Seems very unfair to me, OK. And anything else where that is concerned? Any other schemes there that we should be talking about, Francis? No. And we've covered everything there, have we? Yeah, I think that's pretty much it. It's, it's again, the yeah. web that is the homemaker's credit and the carer's credit. Oh, right. Uh, another question for you. If grandparents... I, I think you touched on this a couple of times mm -hmm. during the year as well. If grandparents give €6,000 to a grandchild, is this money considered as income if applying for the Susie grant? So the short answer here is yes. Oh. OK. So um, I would say to somebody that, you know, first of all, the recipient of the gift needs to be aware how this is going to affect them, okay? Yes. You as the donor, no, but you you obviously want to do good with this money and you're trying to help somebody out, so I think the recipient needs to be aware. Um, so it may be like that they need to look at the Susie eligibility criteria and it's quite clear. Um, I suppose I had a quick look. What income is included in reckonable income? Gift and inheritance is, is clearly stated. So... Again, it gets into whose income is included. It really depends on your what they call your applicant class, as in, you know, whether it's a dependent student, a mature student, <clears throat> or an inter independent student. Yes. But I would say, you know, I think the person that you're giving the gift to, if they're in receipt of the Susie Grant, needs to go in and have a look at how it could affect them. Right. Are there ways around that, though? <laughs> <laughs> she, oh, she's smiling and laughing at me now. So, I suppose, look, uh, you need to use your head here. Right. If it's a thing uh, that, you know, 
somebody goes in and they look at the eligibility criteria and somebody they're lucky enough to have somebody who wants to give them a gift. 6,000 is the maximum, mm. right? It doesn't mean that it has to be 6,000. Right. It could be to a lesser amount. Right, but or it could over be for a period a lo- of time. Exactly, oh, it right. could be okay. for a longer period of time. <laughs> so, I see. All right, then, another question for you. I have three children, all with autism. I'm on a DCA for them and I get the yearly grant and also get carers for two of them. They're age 7, 10 and 12. Uh, will I get 400 euro each as I'm on the DCA for three of them? And will I get the 100 euro each for them as their qualified children on my payment? Can you just, can you untangle that for me now, first of all, Francis? So I'm going to say, sorry, I definitely can't answer this. And I, I just want you to be fair because everyone that, you know, texts in or takes the time to text or email in, I want this person to know that we've we've received um, their message, but I definitely can't answer this. This is something where you're going to have to go and speak to either, you know, the Department of Social Welfare Assistance Advice, local county councillor or TD. And look, I'm sorry, that's just, and best to look to you, that's something that's, I suppose, more in depth. Yes. If that makes sense. Right, and I yeah. don't want to steer you wrong, but I, I do want you to know that we heard you and that we received your question. Right, and thank you for that as well. How do you claim back mortgage interest relief or is it done automatically, says another So now I'm coming back into my zone, yes. as they say. No, you have to claim it, and that's really important. Um, <clears throat> but you can't do this until January 24. Uh, as you work, remember what this relief is about, Okay. It's about the difference in the interest that you paid in the year 2022 versus the difference in the interest that you paid in 2023. So you're not going to be able to determine that until 2023 is done. So the earliest stage you can look at this is 20, January 24. So you're going to have to go in via My Revenue, okay, mm-hmm. at the earliest point in 2024, and you're going to have to upload, I would su- suggest, your 2022 statement and your 2023 statement, and then you'll be able to claim 20% max of the difference between the interest that you paid in 2022 on your mortgage and the interest that you paid in 2023 on your mortgage to a maximum of €1,250. Your mortgage can be no um, less than €80,000 and no more than €500,000. So again, it's not an automatic Okay, let's be really clear here. You have to go in via my revenue and claim this. The maximum you can claim is one two five zero, the um, which is tw- or twenty percent of the difference between the interest you paid in twenty twenty two and the interest you paid in twenty twenty three. But the responsibility and the onus is upon you to claim this back. They're saying this is a temporary measure, so they're saying, oh yeah, this is you know, we're going to wrap this up. This is only happening for the year twenty twenty three. You know, again, why is this happening? It's on the increase in interest rates. You might note the other day that the European Central Bank didn't increase interest rates. I was reading an article there over the weekend. Inflation is starting to cool. So the expectation is that interest rates may actually start to drop mid to late next year. And if that's the case, then this won't be as big an issue. So that's why they're saying it's a temporary relief. This may not happen again. 
for the year 2024. All right, uh, interesting. <laughs> the next query is more of a statement, I think, than than a question, Francis. But just as you say, to acknowledge it mm. from from a listener, could you please ask why the carriers don't get the fuel allowance? And we deal with this in the program all of the time. And this uh, listener goes on to say, if you're caring for somebody at home, you need uh, heat just as much as anybody else in social welfare. It's the only payment that doesn't get the fuel. Allowance. And again, look, I'm sorry, I really can't answer this. You know, again, I hope you get from me. I'm usually sympathetic, um, but that's a social welfare issue. But, you know, I would say again, speak to um, citizens' advice, speak to your own local social welfare mm. office. Um, you know, again, I, I actually looked up. And I, you know, sometimes it's very interesting questions um, through the Oireachtas and debates, mm. and they're worth looking at. And I saw something there in July 23 where um, Heather Humphreys was saying, you know, in certain circumstances, people um, who are on the carers allowance may indeed get the fuel allowance. But again, you need to look into that and you need to speak to, um, you know, make your own uh, investigations, I suppose, into this and, and see. And... You know, mm. there's certain criteria, again, sometimes if you don't tick those boxes, that's it. You're at the end of the road on Yes, it. but as you say, the offices of the TDs often can help Absolutely, with, yeah. with, with information uh, as well. Is the Christmas bonus being taxed this year, Francis? I would say possibly because it's income, mm. right? Um, so, again, that sometimes people don't... This is their only income, so they won't have any tax mm. to pay. But if they have other income, obviously, as everybody knows, social welfare can't be taxed. So it can't be taxed to source. So it might be that if you have some other income and you are in the net of social of income tax, then you might see a small deduction from your other income. Um, so, again... Any USC and um, PRSI is not payable on social welfare payments, but possibly income taxes. So, I, I'm again possibly. All right, I possibly. would say. Don't okay. know what this other person is earning. All right, a couple of other things then. Um, pension, for example, yeah. uh, Francis. Today's uh, the thirty first. Yeah. We're talking about Halloween. Yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking this is the last day for a PAYE person. Okay, to make um, an AVC contribution, but I would say, is it even too late as we speak? Because there's there's been a change this year, and we mentioned this last month, and I think even the month before, in the way that um, they have to upload information. Um, You know, I suppose it's probably too late for a PAYE person. It's highly, highly unlikely they're going to get in the door of anywhere to do a payment into a pension before the close of business today and have it uploaded onto revenue. But for all of the other people that are on the Ross system and they've got up to the 15th of November. So again, just shouting out there, anyone that's looking at pensions, you know, for the Ross system, you need, you're in the last days of it, I would say, if we're looking at working days, so you need to get going. All right. And the finance bill, we're looking forward to all the detail of that. Yeah, I suppose, the, yeah. and I suppose it, it's out. The devil is in the finer detail. Um, the help to buy scheme. Um, you know, really, this is just underpinning and pulling into to law the um, eventual law, the, the outlines of the budget, but also there's some finer detail, you know, just looking at it again, the help to buy scheme. They're now saying that that's going to re- run till the end of 2025. 
the vacant home tax, just in case people miss that. That is, that tax now will be five times the equivalent of the local property tax. So that was a significant change. Um, and the rent tax credit, again, just shouting out to the people or parents possibly even that have children that are in digs, in accommodations, in Limericks or Waterfords or whatever, mm. um, they can now claim the rent-a-room relief, okay, the rent relief as well for that child before it was, oh, they had to be in student accommodation or yes. or a set situation. They can now also claim in the case of uh, rent-a-room accommodation and digs. So that's really important because that's money back in parents' pockets, right. which is yeah. well needed. Well, well needed. <laughs> Why do you have children little, in college? A little too late for me, but uh, <laughs> yeah. there, there you go. Also in the papers today, talk of pension mm. as well, uh, Francis, and uh, the the age limit, I suppose, for pension on the exam. Yeah, um, I suppose they're from January again. They're saying that people can wait and claim their pension up to the age of 70. Mm. There's calls here that this actually be increased uh, to 75. Mm. Look. But you get more money then. Yeah, you would. You? So... Yeah. Again, I don't know. I'm not overly convinced. Maybe a bird in the hand and all of that. Like, mm. nobody knows the moment nor the hour, right? Um, I would say, again, looking at the detail, if you if you die, your pension is gone with you, um, bar that mm. you've a, a spouse, and the spouse only gets the, you know, one state, say they're in receipt of the full state pension, they will probably, and again, I'm, I haven't even gone into this detail, say you de- deferred your pension, say you should have got 310 euros a week instead of the 265 because you deferred it. In the event of your death, I would imagine if your spouse was just getting the flat 265 mm. that they might go up to the 310 that you should have got again. That's something we... Well, we don't know that. We don't know. So, Uh again, I'm kind of thinking, okay, where this is coming from is some people have substantial pension pots. And when, you know, say the likes of me is looking at them, I'm saying, hold on a minute, you know, be careful about turning all the taps on. Anyone that deals with me, you'll know I'm always on Mm. about taps. If you turn all the taps of your income on in one go and you don't have to, sometimes you're running yourself into tax situation. Okay, because obviously you pay tax on on income. Um, Now, again, I think that's really going to be down to individuals. But, you know, deferring your pension, uh, you're not claiming anything on it. You know, I don't know. know. Maybe maybe what you're going to do is spend all your private pension on all the things that you wanted to do. And hey, that's not a bad plan And work away as well. As long as you have a plan. As long as you have a plan. You need to have a plan. Well, I have a plan. I'm getting out when I'm 60. (laughs) What is it, 66 now, is it? 66, yeah. 66. Even though Sinn Féin are saying they're going to bring that back to 65. So there you go. We'll see what happens where that is. We'll wait and see. With bated breath. If people want to talk to you, Francis, or your team, how can they do that? Yeah, no problem. They can ring the office 0526129487 or contact us via our website www.foh.ie or email me, foh at foh.ie. All right. Uh, always great to see you, Francis. Thank Thanks you. very happy much. Happy Halloween, indeed. everyone. <laughs> Many happy returns. We'll take a break. We're back in just a moment. Tip FM's Tip Today with Fran Curry In association with Slattery's of Pecone, Tipperary's main Peugeot dealer. Slattery's Garage Pecone, the name you can trust for over 50 years in the Premier County. Slattery'sGarage.ie.